still calm. <laughs> yeah. Back for another week. You are tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here with the visibly more chipper Jake Eisenberg. I don't even remember where we were last week. <laughs> I don't even know. You're in a dark place. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, I'm we'll, back. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And with us, you would have just heard there, is the not quite as chipper, but excited for a big final series, Matt Beatty. Can- Cancun is nice. What can I say? <laughs> put the feet up. We got swept, but whatever. It's it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Paul is the winner. Fade I'm out of teams. I've got running. no more teams. <laughs> I did see you bloody I mean, post uh, that Jimmy Butler, 97% to three. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're, I mean, you're, I... <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Butler, the story of the playoffs, Jimmy Butler, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it is, 100%. Play into. I forgot they lost their first play-in game to they Atlanta. Were good at, they should have lost to the Bulls. If your Bulls could have done their job once. Insane. Anyway, we'll get to that. Jesus. First, why don't we make a very quick run through <laughs> our favorite and only segment <laughs> here on Backdoor Cut, the Rose Gold Moment of the Week where we take the opportunity to celebrate anything and everything Aussie hoops at home or abroad, this week's recipient through sheer default is Jack White, Jack White? <laughs> of the Denver Nuggets for being the only Australian still on an NBA roster making it to the NBA finals. It would be quite the shock to see Jack get any minutes in those NBA finals. <laughs> in fact, Jake, we were just talking off mic about Jack's full season uh, statistics. Could you run us through those pretty quickly? Yeah, so he will he will qualify for a ring if they do, <laughs> in fact, get the chip. But full season, uh, Jack played in 66 minutes across 17 games. He racked up 21 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, three steals, two blocks. I mean, that's that's what? That's a quarter and a half of a Jokic game, but that's, you know, we'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's halftime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jokic. Anyway, not to, not to knock you, Jack, like, if oh, you I, are listening. <laughs> I'll send this to uh, you. We, we're big fans. We hope you get way more run next year. We saw you dominate the G League. It's only a matter of time. But it's only a matter of time, sh- big dog. Through sheer default, Jack is the last man standing in the rose gold race in the nba so congratulations on that jack white being a nugget let's talk about these damn nuggets because they are really 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 bloody good um just last week that's how quick this series went we were previewing the conference finals between lakers and the nuggets and the sentiment was who knows like this is likely seven games we were talking like you got lebron and ad is nuggets going to be able to handle that do they have enough talent on the team to overcome the talent deficit is there enough depth on the lakers to keep up with the nuggets all that jazz turns out none of it mattered at all because Jokic ate and the nuggets ate jamal murray ate and the lakers are as Beatty referenced earlier heading to cancun <laughs> What happened? Yeah, this, uh, I, look, this time last I, week, I, we, it was uh, the Nuggets had just won game one, and we were like, oh, Betty, we're still feeling good. I felt all right. I felt all right. <laughs> I, I, I felt all right the whole way through the series. Obviously, they lost, but I, I, I don't know. Like, it's 
it was a sweep, but I, I really thought that the Lakers were in all four games and, and I thought they, they gave it their all. They played pretty pretty close to their potential. You, you maybe could have asked for a little bit more from, from Anthony Davis offensively, but at the same time, like, you know, he's he had to do a massive job on defense and, and not only him, but the whole team. They're coming up against this juggernaut Nuggets team. And I, I think it's more it's more just take your hat off to Denver and, and this team is actually genuinely that good. It's I, I think at the start of the playoffs I was on the on the camp of, you know, not really believing in this Nuggets team and it's it's you know, you, you have to sort of eat it there and, and and really put your hand up and say, Hey, these guys are actually super good. They're, they're, they're You're really, really good at basketball. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be? Right? They're, 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 they're a really good team, and I think that everything's kind of fell their way. They've had a good luck with injuries in this playoff run. They've they've obviously got this really good chemistry, and, and they can get you in, in multiple different ways. And, and I guess the concerns about their, their defense in the regular season coming into the playoffs probably a little bit unfounded purely because, you know, that it's just a different base in, in, in the playoffs. And... and when their offense is as good as it is, I suppose it, it, it doesn't really matter as well. Jokic, for the reference, is averaging a triple-double or averaged a triple-double across both the conference semifinals and conference finals. And unlike some other people who have averaged triple-doubles, it's hard to say these are empty stats. These are, dude, he, he broke Wilt's record for most... Tri- triple doubles or 30 point triple doubles in the playoffs that you wilt stats you can't break wilt stats yeah like usually it's like honestly like i have been trying to find the way to articulate how passionately i feel about Jokic and how good he is and like breaking wilt stats is the perfect microcosm for that I don't think we quite appreciate enough the historic greatness that we're watching. Like in 20 years' time, they'll be talking about Joker like he was from another planet, you know, like like we talk about some of the greats today. And I feel like we're in the middle of it and we're about to see him, I think at least, not to shatter the bubble and the rest of the episode, but I can see him lifting the chip this year. He really is like the modern day Larry Bird, right? Like hitting those shots, shot clock running down behind the like. How many of those circus three point sombor shuffle shots did he hit? Did he hit? And in Game Four, he had two of them. And the second one, you had the perfect angle where shot clock's running down. Lakers are still in it. He takes that dribble back. He's floating. Ball behind his head. Splash, yeah. and it's got all of like the the courtside fans right there. And every single person there just throws their hands up, hands in their head in their hands, just disbelief. Like, what am I watching? Who is this guy? And part of it, I think you're right. I, I don't think that the collective NBA world has appreciated Jokic. And that's the fault of the Denver Nuggets. They've got an awful like TV deal. It's the fault of like ESPN. And everybody, like all of the the press and media has been about the Lakers and not about the Nuggets. Like eventually there's going to be, you just can't avoid it anymore. Like he's going to be so good and win so many games and put up so many stats across the next couple of years that it's just going to be like, no one's going to have any other choice but just accept that Jokic is the most dominant force now for three, four years in a row. 
Yeah. And like you made the comparison just now of Larry Bird, and this is kind of what I mean with my line of thinking here. I should say this after he lifts up a championship, but is Larry Bird even as good as Jokic is? Well, set, come on, was? man. Settle down. No, but I'm, but I'm really genuinely serious about that. Is he? Because Jokic is doing a lot of stuff more that of Larry a, Bird couldn't dream of. It's more of a conversation you have 10 years down the line when yeah. when when it's when he's hanging them up than... Than entering his prime essentially right that's the other scary thing right? i know like, is, i know this is this could just be the beginning of a window for, for yeah. this nuggets team right so like yeah that the larry bird thing that's getting around a bit i mean we were talking off air about tim duncan and the spurs and like i think that's another one where if you want to talk about media attention obviously denver is not a sexy market by any means but i think you can look at some of the players that they've attracted in the last sort of 18 months or so getting bruce brown over like some of those sort of role guys, they're going to look at Jokic. They're going to look at what Denver have done this year. And, and it's going to become that sort of ring chasing destination now, because like, why wouldn't you want to go play for Jokic, play with Jokic, potentially win a ring. He's going to get you paid because you're just going to be buzzing around and getting these sweet passes and then get looking like a, a much better player than maybe what you are. Like, I, I think that he's that type of player. Yeah. It's spectacular. And like, I'm just, you know, going in, we were trying to compare because the reason we were talking about Tim Duncan is like LeBron, maybe the greatest season for a 38-year-old of all time. And, you know, Spurs fans were quick to remind us that Tim Duncan won a title at age 38. And um, so, like, and then we were looking at some stats and it's just hard to compare, like, Tim Duncan's 2001 season and, you know, like his peak to other peaks because the stats, are, like, have changed so much. But, like, yeah. you, look at, you look at Larry's, like, 83-84 season, um, you know, 28 a game, 11 rebounds, six assists, 2.3 steals, 1.2 blocks. He was a similar guy to Jokic in that, like, he was never he was never the lead the the league in scoring guy. Like Jokic is like he's barely ever in the top ten for scoring. Right? It's the as you said, Josh, it's the triple doubles. And although he did prove this playoffs I mean, that he could exactly, and that's the same with Larry. Like, if you needed 50 from Larry. Like, that's the point, though. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's what these these two guys love to get guys involved and like lift everyone else up around them, and like yeah, look, Jokic is twenty eight, right? Um, and strikes me as a guy whose game is going to age. Like you talk about thirty eight year olds, I don't know how much slower can he get between now, between now and thirty eight. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, so who who's to say? Like he'll the, just see things. Yeah, yeah. look. It's crazy to say, I don't know, like, and I'm the Celtics guy here and don't want to make my dad cringe too much here, but like, I don't know, is it unfair, is it blasphemy to say that Jokic has the potential to pass Larry Bird all time? I mean, he probably, he probably, if they actually cared about the last month of the season, would have gone for the third straight MVPs like Larry did. Yeah. He's potentially going to win his first title at age 28. Um you know, Larry got three titles, but um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's blasphemy. To, like I genuinely yeah. don't think it's blasphemy. I, I don't think it is. He's playing at such an insane level, whether it's giving you fifty, the thirty-point triple doubles, and honestly, the defense has been good. Like we heard yeah, so yeah, much like, about, like we're going to murder him in the pick and roll, and like KD and Booker went nuclear for like half a series, but then since then, it's been like he's. How many times did he block Anthony Davis? 
like under the under the rim. Like yeah, AD and, was not you know, able to guard him. The prevailing thought in the NBA these days is big plodding seven footers just can't play in the NBA, particularly if you can't jump. Like, how are you going to get that guy on the court? How is he going to see time? So for this guy to never have to come off the court, he could play 48 minutes for as far as we're concerned. I think it's a bit overblown, this whole defense thing. I think the fact that he was a really run-of-the-mill Serbian fat kid and, like, doesn't really talk much in the media or call people out. Like, he just flies so low under the radar. But the game is spectacular. It's the most spectacular in the world. Yeah, I mean, he's one of a kind. And it's awesome to see the best team in the league be this Denver team because we have so much heliocentric ball and so much hero ball and all that kind of stuff. And... For all of the, the 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 purists, the basketball purists, I feel like Jokic is the epitome of this, right? Like, truly gets everybody involved. Everybody's in it at all times, and he's infectious. Like the way that Aaron Gordon can pass, the way that like Michael Porter Jr. will throw mm. a pass. Like the whole team is like looking to pass. Eighty. That's the other thing, right? Like you look up and down this roster, and obviously Jamal Murray really good yeah. player had an unfortunate injury and, and it's probably only been this season now where we've gotten back to where he was before that but it's not as if he's surrounded by all-stars either like all these guys are uh, you know there was massive question marks on, on Michael Porter Jr. not that long ago I feel like I, I, Aaron Gordon was a guy who again you know big question marks traded from Orlando never really fulfilled his potential maybe this is the spot for him now and I think it is the spot for him now what they're asking him to do in Denver and he's flourished playing next to Jokic I, I think that he's he's just that kind of player where he elevates all of those around him and, and he gets the most out of all those guys around him and it's that that aspect of it I think that is probably a little bit underrated because yeah you look up and down this roster there's no one else that really stands out there's no big three here there's no big two even well i guess you gotta you gotta give some love to murray but like obviously Jokic is just he is the engine of this team yeah it's pretty rare and like credit to murray because murray was copying quite a bit of like i was not a believer i got a a hand up i was like yeah yeah. same the 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 bubble murray thing is it's it's irrelevant now it's he's proven that like it turns out Jamal is just a 16-game player. Like, the guy can't – and he is. Now look, he comes yeah. alive in the playoffs. He elevates his game. He's had you some You can't crazy... say he's not. Like, there's numbers to prove this. He is one of those scorching, like, those white-hot guys, right? Like, when, like when he gets going, yeah. it, it's just – because he has that, that fadeaway, whether it's 8 feet out to 28 feet. He is able to just like yeah. lean back, take that step back, and he's able to get it off over AD, over LeBron. It doesn't really matter because of how you know deep the fade is, the angle on his body. He can just get it over anyone. And then when he's when he's cooking, that's just splash every time. And it doesn't like he he had a, honestly one of those games similar to Tatum where he had was awful. Was a game two, and then he just comes alive late, and then he carries yeah. it into the next game where he goes for thirty in the in the first half against the Lakers. And like, really, that was like the first time Jokic didn't even play that well. And that's what you need from your your number two guy. Like, 
as incredible as Jokic was, he, he was like, it was almost, my eyes didn't believe what I was seeing. It was like Jokic is missing these seven foot little, these Jokic shots that he just does not miss. And it's all right. Yeah. Jamal's here. 30 points on Lakers. Keep us in it. And then Jokic. Yeah. And then wake him up for the second half. Okay. Lakers. The Nuggets, they're unbelievable. They're playing maybe the best basketball we've seen in a very, very long time. Like, at least since, you know, those those Spurs teams that were battling the Heat. Whoa. Wow. Culminated. Whoa. You well, know, what I'm, about I'm sensing you? some disagreement. You've got no wow. love for the Warriors, man. Warriors? I think that that... I mean, yeah. Can, but I mean, like you mean the you, know, t- you mean the beauty. You, you, you're saying the the, be- the beautifulness. The, the is that what you mean? How majestic the way that these guys are playing? Because like that, yeah, yeah, those KD Warriors yes. I think are clearly better. Yeah, 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 yeah. They no. they but they were like chaotic. They were running up and down. Like it was it was different. This okay. is just basketball. You could transport it into any era. You know. Right. Anyway, I right. just wanted to clarify. I think that. this was culminated. Of course, of course, of course. I don't even think they play that slow, man. Like it's it's just because you you look at Jokic and it's like this guy's not athletic at all. But like he, go, he when goes they get on the, the chance to run or outlet, like they go. Yeah, man. yeah, like, yeah. They do. AD was in hell, dude. He was anytime they got a rebound, he's like, "Gee, dude, slow down." I can't keep well, up. We're man. about to get into this. We're about to get into this. I I just want to say first, I thought just how great they were was almost culminated in the LeBron post-series interview where he quite literally tipped his cap to Nikola Jokic. And, like, I've never seen LeBron tip his cap to someone. So that was pretty cool. Um, On those Lakers, what could they have done different? Who could have stepped up? I don't want to point too many fingers at D'Angelo Russell, but he (laughs) did himself no favors in this series. Yeah. I think when you like, what could they have done more? I'm not sure there was anything they could have done because I don't think there was anyone on this roster that that could have really elevated to a place that actually exists. Like AD, maybe you can ask more, but that's probably the one place I look. But if you're saying like, we need a D'Lo to be, to be D'Lo, like, well, I feel like he was D'Lo, you know, like he wasn't like, he, he obviously <laughs> shot below his, his shooting percentages, but is anyone really surprised that he was kind of crappy in the Western Conference Finals? No. Yeah. It yeah, sounded I, like they were kind of banking on it though. They needed him to be good. Well, I, I think they were. Yeah, they were, but obviously that's just, it's a player that it's probably unreliable, well, not reliable enough. Like I think he had moments earlier in the playoffs, but Certainly in this series, he, he wasn't effective. And, and I think that would have, yeah, I do agree that that spot, that sort of six-man or spark, offensive spark, that's what they probably could have used a little bit. I, I, I think anything to take a little bit of the offensive load over LeBron and, and AD and, and Austin Reeves, which I can't believe that's a thing still. I'm still racking my head around that, that Austin Reeves is the Lakers' third best player in a conference finals. But <laughs> like I, I think that that was probably the the area of a slight improvement for them where they, they probably just, they needed a little bit more on the offensive end. Yeah. That, that Cause I be, like, I don't know, like on, on, on defense, like, yeah, a defense, like I, I think they were a pretty good team defensively for the majority of this playoff run 
obviously, again, you're coming up against best offense in the league and, and that's you're always going to struggle there. But, like, I, I, yeah, I just think that they probably fell a little bit short. You, I mean, AD had 40 in game one and then I don't really think he got back there again and they, they probably needed that. And uh, you brought it up, Jake, in, in the, the second round against Phoenix. It, it literally took Booker and KD going for 40 each, basically, for them to, to pinch a game. And obviously the Lakers didn't manage to do that. They didn't manage to pitch one against Denver. So, I yeah, I, I think they just needed a little bit more on offense, what that looks like and what that might look like going forward into free agency and the offseason and any trades. I don't know. It's, it's a whole other discussion. But it's I, I think that it, it's super. It's still you're encouraged if you're a Lakers fan. It was a, ultimately a good season considering that this, you know, before the deadline was a 12 seed, 13 seed, maybe not going to make the play in. To get this far, it's 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 been a pretty good ride. I mean, yeah. no one, no one in the NBA fandom world halfway through this season saw the Lakers making the conference finals. So in that respect, they I guess they got to take it as a win. Yeah, and maybe that's the piece that if you look back, if you're a Lakers fan, that you would have liked to see more of. Like Reeves had really good efficiency numbers. Like even in the closeout, he was 6 for 11, 1 for 2 from 3. Like... Let's see what increased volume looks like. Let him let him take 20 shots a game and see what it looks like because he was super efficient across the board. But let's like LeBron, man, yeah. 48 minutes, did everything, but he was clearly like he tried to hang on to the end like in the second half because he, he feel like he emptied the tank in the first half and it worked, but the tank was pretty empty. Um, and so could you have gone to Reeves to to help get him a little bit closer. That's probably the piece where you look back and you wish you would have tried that, but I think they're probably drawing dead against this Nuggets team. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, and I get it, obviously, being 38 years old, but was it bizarre seeing LeBron run out of gas? Yes. Like, I, I couldn't... It just didn't compute for me watching it. Yeah, because we've not really seen it, I suppose, that up until this point, right? So obviously, yes, we keep going on about his age and whatever, but I, I guess it's it's finally at the point where you can see it in a game. And like even on the commentary, I feel like they were like hammering him, like he's not Dude, doing enough. And it's like that first was half, that? Man, he, was, he was doing everything. Like what what else can he do? Like, yeah. yeah, dude, fucking Van Gundy. Thirty-one like, point first half at thirty-eight yeah. years old. Van Gundy's like, what is he doing? He's not attacking on every possession. It's like, dude. He's dying. He's like, he's running the he's, he's running the simulation in his head. He's like, okay, I have this. I literally have this much left. I'm gonna try, but and he tried to pick his spot. It's just like, what are you supposed to do when the Nuggets like you, we can't stop them on the other end? And Delo's throwing shots off yeah. the top of the ceiling. It's like there's no one, no one helping us out. Helping us out. I thought that was crazy, Betty. That, that that Van Gundy was going so hard at LeBron. I was like, are you? So unfair. Like, I, I, I think this is like a massive, like, this is like a notch on LeBron's belt more than anything else to be able to put up 40, 10, nine assists, two steals, one turnover in 47 minutes and 56 yeah. seconds is such an absurd. Like, he's still, like, for one game, for one game, he's still a top one five. One game, player. we got like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Like, 
And like that's where, and I, I, it's hard to be critical of. I, I didn't think the rest of the Lakers played poorly, but it's just like you're up against a really fucking good team, and it's like the Lakers gave them everything they had. I, the the unfortunate thing is that you know people will look back and be like, oh, they got swept, and it's just like, well, yeah, they got swept, but like I don't know, man. I look at that and say this Denver team is is they're they're the they're guys. Really they're good. really yeah. good. Like that's that's more testament to them than than anything else. And they were it was in a, it was all as if four. Seeing that, yeah, they could have. Uh, there were moments across all four where they could have absolutely won, or they were up at halftime and let it slip, or whatever. Like it, that, that past part of it might be a little bit frustrating when you, you sort of reflect on it. But I don't know. Again, I, I don't really feel watching the games. I don't really even feel that bad about it. Like it's just this Denver team is good. Mm. There you go. Well, um, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. I don't want to. I don't want to drag your team, Jake. But it was. You, you didn't feel as if they just. They had like a, a, a three or four minute stretch where it's just like turnover, like terrible shot, like turnover again. Like it wasn't even like that. It's just like this Denver offense is just a, a beast, and they couldn't stop it. And it was. It's interesting because, like, if I think about Le, the LeBron I've watched for twenty years, there once was a time maybe. LeBron could have still overcome all of that. And this was like the first time, at least to me, he felt human for once, just like everyone else, rather than this deity, you know. Yeah. Well it's like I'm yeah. Still you... a really, really, really good human, but human nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Like game one in that KD Warriors finals where he has like fifty point triple double. And J.R. Smith, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> loses his mind and they lose the yeah. game. But like that's alien, LeBron. Yeah, like he literally should have beaten KD, Steph, Clay, Dre, like all on his own. <laughs> like, and that and that's five yeah. years ago now. That's like yeah. so yeah. long ago. Anyway, Beatty, you did mention the Boston Celtics, so maybe we oh, jump man. over east and t- <laughs> talk about that series, which, mind you. Thanks to a gritty performance today, isn't over yet. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it. Just prior to this game, uh, a friend of mine and I went through every single conference finals, East and West, over the past 40 years since they brought in the seven game series. And had the Celtics lost today, this would have been the first time ever that both conference finals ended in a sweep in the same season. But alas, that record still lingers out there for someone else to claim because the Celtics are back. Just off mic, before we started recording today, I asked Jake, Jake, tell me, did any sliver of hope enter you that maybe this was the beginning of a crazy comeback? Oh, boy. Sliver. How big can a sliver be? Because I have the biggest one. (laughs) Hello, Hope? Is that you? (laughs) <laughs> let's go let's go back did to you, Boston did you, te- did, you, did you text Kobe is that what it was <laughs> just 8, eight for 24 what I thought Tatum's stat line was going to be today uh, <laughs> man look this this should it should, no, it should not have been 3-0 it should have been 1-1 going to Miami and it should have been 2-1 coming in today like the a combination of a bunch of things, the Heat just have saved their insane shooting for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics up until today. Like 
45, 50% shooting games one, two, and three. Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent looking like, I don't even, like, Gabe Vincent looks like Vinnie Johnson from like the, the, the 80s and, and Caleb Martin looks like he switched bodies with Jalen Brown. Like that's, that's what it's looked like through the first couple. Like Jimmy's been good, but the role players on the Heat were just insane through the first three games. And like they just absolutely demoralized the Celtics where they came into game three and the Celtics played good defense, I thought, in the first half. And they just couldn't, they just couldn't miss again. And on the other end, the Heat had put a spell on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in that game in particular. They just could not get anything going. But today it felt like I saw the Celtics that we've seen for the majority of the season, definitely not all of the season, but cranked up the defense 18-0 run in the third quarter, which obviously flipped the game. And Jason Tatum, again, another like elimination game, like 33-14, seven assists, like back against the wall. I thought it couldn't get more back against the wall after the Sixers series, but just... One more level back against the wall, 3-0. So let's see, let's see how long we can go. Jake was mentioning off mic before how this, if Celtics were able to somehow come back here, they're one of 13 teams to come back 3-1 down, was it, Jake? That's correct. No. Of course, ignoring the fact they were 3-0 down and no one's ever done that. Hey, man. But hey. There's got to be a first for everything. Um, tell me about two things. The first, Jimmy and Grant. Oh, What's happening okay. there? Okay, well, you guys you guys, help me here because <laughs> game two, Grant comes in. Firstly, should have been playing the whole playoffs. For some reason, didn't even play in I game one. I thought you one. were out on Grant. Well, I was out on Grant, and then in game three in the Hawks series, he plays and plays like good Grant, good defense, Quick trigger threes, knocks him down. I'm like, okay, if he's going to play like that, then he should play in the playoffs. He disappears until the Philly series, plays in the Philly series, plays well, disappears again. Game one against Miami, Pritchard plays for some reason, who's been behind Grant and Hauser, who, who should have been playing in the playoffs as well. Mind-boggling, Grant plays in game two, plays really well. Hits a big three to put the Celtics up nine with six minutes to go. Starts chirping to old mate Jimmy Butler. That's where he fucked up. See, I don't know if he did. He really fuck up. Like, was Jimmy Butler just like not going to make any shots from then on? Yeah, like, but like you don't poke the bear, you know? You just shut up. Look, I, I agree. Probably not the best decision. But like Jimmy went four for eight from the field in the fourth quarter. He's averaging 50% in the fourth quarter for the whole playoffs. So like, I don't know. It wasn't like he had 20 points in the fourth. It's just a terrible, it's just terrible judgment. Like, know who you are and know who you're talking to. Like, you're Grant Williams and you're talking to Jimmy Butler. That's probably, like, Grant Williams, is just, he strikes me as that guy who's just a little bit too big for his boots. He is. It's like, let's let's get some more notches on the belt before we start chirping at, at Jimmy Butler. At someone who's going to come at you. Yeah, like, I, that. that's pretty much the only, that's where I come at it and find it funny. And, like, the clip, when you see the clips of it and Jimmy's yeah. little smirk and all yeah. that sort of shit like this is grant williams who what did he say against the knicks i'm gonna make both free throws and then he misses both free throws this is 
that Grant Williams. Like it's he's that had a, he's had a rough, like you said. I, I don't even want to say rough because he he's a good player in stretches, but it's it's you know I think he had a really good season last year, and that's kind of what sustained him mentally. And then maybe he hasn't been able to produce it again as consistently this year. And and uh, if he hopes to get paid, is he is he coming up this year? Yeah, that so yeah. That, so that was the thing all year was like. He couldn't get out of his own way. Yeah, felt like. yeah. He was like going for the contract um, and he was trying to do too much when it's like, if you stay within your role, you're like a really effective player. And then he started to go outside of that and it became like a complete mess, honestly, on both ends. Yeah. Um, but and then, hey, like he was, he was great today in, in yeah. game four. Like he, he was really like made his threes at least. That's all, all you probably good. need to really ask of him. Yeah, and play play okay defense. And, and you're right. Like I think... This is a series that he can feature in. Miami are not like uh, a physic, like a huge team. I think he's going to be able to play in this series, and, and we saw that today. He blocked Jimmy this time in the fourth quarter today, and yeah. and he looked and was like, nope, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, not again, nope, nope, nope. So to answer your point, question, Josh, I think I've I've liked what I've seen from Grant, and at least look. At least you're going to fucking get in Jimmy's face. I don't know. Like, maybe yeah, not the yeah, right yeah. decision. But maybe like, more Celtics need to be doing yeah, this. Yeah, that's maybe yeah. the point. So it's not just Grant that yeah. stands out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. I did love seeing Jimmy hit, like, a big shot over him. Ridiculous shot that he yeah, shouldn't d- have made and just point straight at him. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, he was making, like, I thought Grant played really good defense in that fourth quarter yeah, on yeah, Jimmy yeah, as yeah, well. No, and Jimmy's I, just making these crazy shots. Like, it was crazy. Like, yeah. there's nothing more Grant could have done to defend that. Yeah, but so, it's also like, like, why, why is Grant Williams guarding Jimmy Butler? That's yeah. You know, like, is, if, what's the if we want to do a ten minute thing on Joe Mazzulla, then I guess <laughs> that is like well, that's the the opening of the can there. Like, Jimmy's so good at getting hunting switches. the switch. Yeah, yeah. like because like they the the primary defender is, has been like Tatum and and then Jalen a lot of the time and. The problem is then he gets How's Grant. How he keep switching on to Grant? Well, because then if you because you bring Grant in, and if you want to go, and then it's you you either switch it, or you have like Tatum go over the screen, but like, and then Grant in drop, and it's just like it, it, and it's not the best either. I honestly don't. I would I prefer to switch it. What I actually thought the help from the rest of the Celtics was bad. In like you don't want to overhelp, but like. In the first two games, their help was all over the place. It was overhelping or not helping enough, and I thought that was the problem. Was like the help with to Grant wasn't crisp enough, and that's a broader issue with the Celtics is their defense has not been like crisp every night in these playoffs. It's been at moments it's been really good, but there's been days where it slipped, and it slipped in some really bad moments. I, I think the defense has fallen off a cliff in this playoffs. Like I, I think that's probably been the the biggest issue, and this is where it is the game today. And I don't want to go off too here, off too early here, Jake. And and I don't know what what your sliver is doing, but like <laughs> we saw it, we saw it in the third quarter, we saw it in the second half. Like they were that was the Boston Celtics. That was what we've known. That was their identity for the last eighteen months. Like they were getting steals they were getting out in transition they were running like everyone just looked super fast super like sloppy pass it's been deflected now we're running and then i I think that when their defense is like that that is how they got to the finals last year that's why you know they were that good and i I think somewhere along the way in this playoff run they've they've kind of lost that i don't know what you can put that down to but 
obviously they're still capable of it because we did see it again today. So it's it's like hopefully they can keep that going for another game and, and who knows. But I, I think the bigger picture question either way is like how do they somehow get back to that on a more consistent basis? Yeah, that has to be it. That's It's all about the defense. And I think what happened was it was not a focus coming into the season. And what's crazy is like their defense was up and down, but they ended up the season second best defense in the league. But it was not... They did not reach the levels they, they reached last season. And I think a huge part of that is just Rob missed like most Big of the season. Of the season and, yeah. then, and then also when he has come back, he's been like 85, 90% of Rob, I would say. Um, and today I thought he was good. But it, it's, it's not even just Rob. For some reason, it's like... Why oh, is, Derek White, our guy yeah, Derek White, yeah. was like one of the third best player on the team all regular season. Yeah. And then... This postseason, it's he just hasn't really featured that much. It's been it's been tough. So yeah, I, I don't know how much to put. Like again, it's I, I feel like I've said this before, but this whole regular season versus playoffs, and it's just like a whole different season. It's a whole different beast, and how how much of what happens in the regular season is relevant. And it, you know, it's 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 a bigger picture discussion. But it's obviously if you're Boston, if you're that front office, if you're that coaching staff, it's 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 a head scratcher, right? Yeah. And look, honestly, I've always been someone who's really, like, and I still am, like the Celtics typically, the main guys all step up in the playoffs. And I think yeah. um, we've seen that for years from Jalen and Jason and Marcus. Derek last year kind of shrunk a little bit in the playoffs. And that seemed to happen in like towards the end of the Atlanta series. And we saw it throughout the Philly series. And what was weird is that, like, it wasn't just that he wasn't super aggressive on offense, but he wasn't making the winning plays that Derek White, like, even if you're missing shots that he's making, like, whether it's an offensive rebound today and one, or, you know, blocking Gabe Vincent at the rim or Jimmy at the rim, like, yeah. taking a charge, all that stuff that he, like, makes him such a great player, he wasn't doing even if the shots weren't going in. Whereas today, he was doing that stuff. He was, and then he was confident driving. Like why can't why hasn't Derek White been driving on Max Truce and these guys? Literally, like, like I, I feel like we were banging that drum against Philly. You can definitely bang that drum against yeah, Miami, dude. where it's not as if like these guys have got these all star, you know, all NBA caliber guards. Like it's the the whole joke about this Miami thing is all the undrafted guys and Gabe Vincent in particular. Like that's a guy who you know it's not as if he's on the radar. You know, if anything, Charles Barkley's saying who he play for. And and now he's you know he's been able to to have success and be on the court against against this Celtics team. So I, I think that it, their defense is like I, I just I find them their defense is so important for their offense and then ultimately their overall game because there's so much of their offensive diet is is transition and just getting out and running. And if you can generate turnovers and steals on defense, your offense starts to cook. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, now we're cooking with gas. One thing that I think happened is, and I think I talked about this before the series started, is that I thought there was going to be culture shock playing the Heat after playing the Sixers and Philly. the Hawks. Like, those two teams are soft. They're both soft. Like, and the way that they play offense, especially Philly, is like really predictable. It's the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. And Miami is not like that. They yeah. will hit you with handoffs and Strews coming around screens or they go to Jimmy pick and rolls with Bam or anyone pick and rolls with Bam or they go to Jimmy ISO post play like hunting switches like they do so many different things they have so much more movement I think the Celtics defense like had got they like honestly had shut down Philly in games four, five, uh, six and seven 
in that series. And it, but it was just, it's completely different the way that you play defense against Embiid and Harden. Honestly, it's easier. Like it can be, yeah. can still be hard, but like there's no, there's no secret. There's no, there's no magic to what Embiid and Harden It's just doing. stopping it. Yeah. 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 It's just like, let's, let's, let's man up and stop it and let's fight over screens. Let's like beat the shit out of Embiid and let's go. You're not going to like beat the heat on defense that way. You got to be smart. You got to be locked in. Jalen Brown's getting killed on like backdoor cuts over and over and over again in game two. Like, and he goes seven for 23. Like, that game two, that's where this series was probably lost, is that they were up nine, six minutes ago, where they, they should have been up 20. Like, they should, they should have been up big, and they weren't. And then they crapped themselves. And, uh, but here we are. Maybe here we are. It's not been, it's not been a great series for Jalen, for my guy Jalen Brown. It's been disastrous from Jalen. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I don't know. We don't want to, get too big picture what happens in the off season and, and what they decide to do there but it's yeah it's it's i don't know like obviously it helps that they won today and maybe if they can get another one and it, i don't know in a way will that like just mask it and yeah you don't, it's weird you don't necessarily want that as well like it's weird but well, yeah i think if we're asking that question however we felt before the series started it should probably be the way that we feel after the series started if with your decision you shouldn't let like one series cloud one series. what the next five years of your franchise look like when it, when it is someone like Jalen that has the track record, Miami just brings all of his weaknesses out. Like they are just so good at like Spoh's drawing out like 50 fucking different Dude. looks at you every, every minute. And that's just, it's not good for Jalen. If, it, if it's been a, a bad series for Jalen, it's been a great series for Spo. Like that guy oh, yeah. is, he's coach. He's the best coach going around right now. Right. He's locked that down. Well, I'm trying to think, like, who, how many players do you get down? Like, the, the old Brad Stevens question, how many players until you draft Spo? Jokic, Steph, Spo third? No. Mm. Spo third. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I don't know, um, Josh. I know you picked I the I just want to say, hey, well, I thought it would be tighter than this. I thought the Nuggets series would be tighter than this as well, to be fair. Um I would just like to say that I did call the Celtics defense flagging in the regular season and everyone barked at me. But anyway. No, no, dude, I I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. No, no, you guys told me I've got to claim these when they come up, so claiming it. No, Josh but is always right. I do have right. a second question. <laughs> not true, not true. <laughs> I do have a second question. Bam. And mm. more specifically, his dunk fest. The oh other my day. god! Game three, just alley oops left and right. Yeah. Do Celtics have an answer for Bam? They do. They were much better today. I think Rob Williams, like Al, this is a tough matchup for Al. Like Al plays much better defense on someone like Embiid versus like Bam's just so much more explosive. Like he's he he'll hit you with a jab step kind of cross bang and like really get to the rim quick. Versus Al can use his smarts to and strength to, to bang with Embiid. Rob, I thought, did a much better job today. Um, you have to, you just have to keep Bam in front of you, and you have to play those. Like you can't let him get those easy dunks, right? Um, and look, it's hard to play Bam in the pick and roll. He's so athletic. He sets illegal screens, and you get caught on them, and and it's and it's hard. So. 
Some of his finishes are unreal. Yeah. Like you think he's not going to get that, yeah. and then he like that's like something that like a, a Gobert or one of those like absolute like you know freak athlete do. But like Bam is the freak athlete. Like he's the yeah. one that will just go stick it out and grab it and throw it down. Like it's crazy. In another era, there's no way Bam plays center. I guess not. What? You, what? You think he's too small? Yeah, like he's if he played in early two thousand, say he would be a four, maybe even spend some time at the three. I don't think he'd be a center. Yeah, but I mean, his skill set is obviously what you ask of a modern center. Like his his skill set is absolutely that. Like it's obviously, yeah, maybe size is lacking a little bit, but like I, I think doesn't really matter. I think you're seeing in this series where you know obviously he can he can definitely have his way. Like it's it's if anything, it's it's he is pivotal in this series, right? If if the Celtics did a better job on him in the earlier games, then they probably aren't in this position. Yeah, I, I kind of slept on the BAM factor a little bit coming into this series. Like, I was so focused on Himmy and his run up until this point. I totally forgot that BAM is elite in his own right. And like on his day when he's locked in, a real problem. And he is locked in right now. Uh, Jake made the point going into the series, Kyle Lowry remembered how to play basketball. And he's been great. <laughs> Fucking Kyle. Your point about um, Kevin Love Ooh. and... All these guys. Dude, like Kyle Lowry, right? That's like, if you look at, if anything, it's like, that's the kind of dude that Boston needs, right? Like, like they need someone like that to just, you can trust that he's not going to just turn the ball over, just dribble the ball up and then dribble it off his foot or dribble into three defenders and then turn the ball over. Like, that's, that's, it. that's kind of what Boston have needed. Well, it's supposed to be Brogdon. Supposed to be Brogdon. Yeah, where what's going on there? Well, and like honestly, he's been really good in the playoffs. He's he averages like 0. 0.9 yeah, turnovers has, per game, and like that's perfect. But then in this series and in game two, he's like 0 for six. It's like game three. It's like where are you, Brogdon? He's turning the ball over and like, uh, and like there's this weird. You can't. He's underratedly. He's he's actually a very similar player to Jalen. Like tunnel vision. Doesn't really make quick decisions. Like. He he's like a score first point guard and like he misses Rob on so many lobs. Whenever him and Jalen share the court together, and it can't happen against the Heat because you cannot have two guys making slow decisions on the court at the same time. I think that's been a problem as well. It's like when him and Jalen are on the court, the Heat are just like so crisp, and they're and Brogdon's just not able to get past guys, and then he's missing his three. So at least when things haven't been going well for Brogdon, he's been like fifty percent from three. All year, all playoffs. Yeah. And he's just, look, you got to make shots, dude. It's, it's got to make shots. you got to make shots. To, to that aspect as well, I, I don't, I, like you said, Jack, I think Brogdon's been fine. I think that that more, you have to level that at Tatum and Brown. Like, they're the ones that ultimately are going to have the ball in crunch time in the big moments. And if they're the ones turning the ball over, well, then what 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 are you asking of the role players and they can't do anything there like that's they need to do a better job of of yeah not having that tunnel vision and and i guess just making a, a better play and taking care of the ball a bit better yeah look and maybe you zoom out and you put this on brad and it's like tatum is your best option to initiate offense late in games because as much as like marcus smart's a safer ball handler and a better playmaker i don't I think it's like Relatively close, but Smart's definitely the better playmaker. The problem is Smart doesn't have like any scoring gravity. And so it's like, then you end up with those games where Marcus Smart takes the last four shots in crunch time and he's like getting downhill yeah. and the rest of the defense is kind of like sticking to shooters. And the defense is like, well, if Marcus Smart wants to go one-on-one, 
then fine. So like, it kind of yeah. has to be Tatum. And as much as like as good as he is, and as much as he's grown as in that spot, he's still like a six nine forward, like, and he's, his handle's getting better. And but he's just not quite ready to like be, yeah, that especially against this team. Like he can yeah, do it he, against. He's yeah. not. He's not like a KD or a LeBron because well, that's essentially the the comp at that point, right? Well, KD, like those kind of yeah. guy. Like that's. Oh yeah, I mean K. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like I feel like we've seen this now in Tatum across two playoff runs now where he can get a bit like that. And that's, it, it must be frustrating to watch for a Celtics oh, fan. Like, big time. Obviously, like, it's, it's, this dude, it's like rocks and diamonds because then obviously he can go out and have like a game today where, you know, he was awesome. Game seven against Philly, like awesome. So, yeah. he's been He's been really good in this series outside of game three. Like he's averaging, what is he averaging? He's averaging 28, 10 and five. It's just been the, tw- the turnovers have been a problem. And he didn't do that in the second half of the yeah. game today. But like KD, and like it's a similar thing. It's like you look at that Boston series last year, even this series. Like KD has that turnover problem too. And like you go back to the OKC days. Like if he's your throw it to KD in crunch time, guys can load up and get their hands in there. These guys are so tall, and like it's a credit to LeBron, right? Um, that he's such a wizard playmaker at that size. Um, that you know. These guys, it's not everybody can do that. It's like as good as KD and Tatum are. Like, you, you probably they're not they're not a point guard in these moments against really good defenses that can yeah. like get their hands in there. So I like Tatum like in the post. Tatum in the post, it's a bit of a lower lower risk option. Joe's just got to put him in better spots. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, game Joe, five. Joe's man. had his lunch eaten by Eric Spolstra well, yeah. in this series. Yeah, I mean. Spolstra is a wizard, as as we were just saying. Okay, can I ask the question, do we assume that Heat are making it through this series? I mean, yeah, I'll, yeah. But like, yeah. but hey, man. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for a, a finals preview. We don't need to do this because the finals won't have started when we record next Wednesday, but we can. Is that true? Yeah. Because yeah, really, how long's the gap between? Well, it, it's like they, June they, first or something like they, that. They, they bake oh, in, because they, they bake in. They have the, to allow yeah. time for. So, like, if okay. anything, the basketball fans here, we we should be pushing for a little Boston rally until and let's get a game yeah. seven. Yeah, otherwise we got a week of nothing. Okay, yeah. but while we're on the topic, while we've been talking about it, very quick fire, we'll get into it much more next time. Who's winning? I, I mean, I said this last week. I think whoever comes out of the West, I, I don't feel any different. If anything, I I feel like Denver have really just, to me at least, because I, I probably was a little bit more doubtful, but I, I think that they're the real deal. I think that they'll they'll handle both of these teams. If anything, and it, I, I don't know, I think maybe Boston probably gives them maybe more, more issue, and that's probably the mo- the more frustrating part. Where you know, I don't know with Miami. I don't know how sustainable this is. Like, obviously, it's awesome, and, and I hope it happens. Maybe, but like, yeah, I, I do think that that would probably be a little bit more of a of a matchup. We might get more of a series, but yeah, I'm, I'm going Denver. It will be fascinating to see how Spo game plans for Jokic across a series. Um, I'm with you though. I last week said the same. Whoever gets out of the Nuggets Lakers series is my tip, and. That has only been reinforced from seeing how Jokic dealt with the Lakers. 
I don't know. I reckon Celtics and six, boys. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Tatum saving that little that month run for, yeah, for now. He's Let's that's where that's that's it. <laughs> I, I hope I hope we get to see history and Celtics become the only team to come back from three nil down and get their chance at Jokic and the Nuggets. It'd be awesome. Part I'd of me, that. part of me thought we were gonna get both both series. We would get. The Lakers doing it in the West, Celtics doing it in the East. Yeah, yeah. We get the Boston and LA matchup in the finals again. I guess that would have been too conspiracy theory. Silver, there would have I been know. too much, too much heat. Silver Silver's too much heat that. after yeah. after the Wemby ball drop. Yeah, exactly. had to lay low for a while. God damn it, Silver! <laughs> Who cares where Wemby goes? We like the Celtics, baby. <laughs> Uh, just before we wrap up on that Wendy thing, Wemby thing, and our point the other week, is there a potential that maybe there's some mucking around going with the draft lottery and blah 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 blah? I chatted through that with a friend of mine, and it was funny how they they brushed it off. They were like, "No, you're an idiot," like as if blah blah blah. And then the next day they came back and they was like, "I was really thinking about it. <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's something to what you're saying." There's but- not, of course. It's but All like, above board. But, but like, yeah. why would the why Spurs? Like, how does that help the NBA? Why the Spurs? There's no benefit to the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. back in the day, Stern, I can, and in the eighties, and like, yeah. I can totally believe it. But now you've, <laughs> I, I think it's just far too a big, far too big a business, and we've got accountancy th- firms in there doing the yeah. draft, and it's uh, it's all the lottery. It's all like above board. Like, yeah, I just yeah, can't yeah. see it now. Just thought it was a bit funny. But anyway, that's pretty much all we can talk about with so little other basketball on right now. Quick congrats to Real Madrid for winning the Euro League. <laughs> um, amazing atmosphere in that. I think I saw Valentunas and uh, Porzingis were at the game together. Oh, Good that's cool. That's nice. I, I, I didn't catch. I recorded them and then I, I just haven't got around to watching them. Yeah, no, but, uh, I'd definitely recommend um, if you're listening at home and haven't yet seen the Real Madrid game or know the result of that one, watch it because it was really, really good. I mean, there's still dogs for, for German suplexing Dante Exum previous yeah. round, but yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Lest we forget. Anyway, until next time, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. As always, my name is Josh Di Matteo. Peace.